impossible. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be masked. Toughness, enthusiasm. Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. We are here after an exciting week one. Uh, I know we're all glad to have football back in our lives. We got a full house here, uh, minus 3220. Um but everybody else on the PFJ staff, even the unpaid intern, is here. Uh, Pep, how you doing? Good. My heart is full from the week one action, but I also feel a void because it's Tuesday. I just want it to at least be Thursday already so we can get some football back in our lives. I know. It is It is exciting, though. I love football season. It's like every day has, has something to do with football. You know, Tuesday, it's, it's waiver wire Tuesday for all, all your fantasy teams, so. <laughs> Got to got to put in your waiver claim. I was about to punch in and <laughs> remind myself of that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know uh, Screw's putting in his waiver claims, right? Right, Screw. Oh yeah, I'm totally keeping up on my team. Definitely not tuning out and <laughs> <at> all. <laughs> Already I'll lost just, interest week one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just too happy with the Steelers wins. Just watching watching clips people talking about us but you know it's like it's like like i feel like it's, it was like christmas morning sunday like i wake up and i'm just so excited for like everything to happen and then like the fox music starts playing dun, 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 i'm getting all hyped it's just it's a great day of the year like just know, happy it, it is great you know I, I had to listen to the cbs music before the before the football team game um which you know isn't quite as good but uh, you know, obviously still tuning into Red Zone and all the other games, so it was, it was a great day. Um, uh, Reeb, your team also got a win. Uh, tied with the uh, Screws Steelers atop the AFC North. How are you feeling about your Bengals? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I think, much like all the other seven Bengals fans, I was expecting a loss after that failed fourth and one conversion. But, you know, Dalvin Cook totally fumbled the ball, and then... We just took advantage of it. I'll take it. I'll take one and oh. I feels like forever since we've had a winning record. So and I'll take anything at this point. Yeah, it, it was a little bit uh, a little bit surprising. I thought the Bengals were for sure blowing that game. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you got when you got your uh, rookie kicker who's uh, just dude. He's a beast. beast. He is Pearson, amazing. Just. just too clutch. I'm, I'm expecting to jinx him, but he has been amazing so far. <laughs> it's just I, I know it's been a joke that every time Randy Bullock would miss a field goal, I just be like, fat. <laughs> <laughs> but now I can't do that with Evan McPherson because he's you know good. <laughs> the Bengals took the uh, yeah. so. the Bengals took the Atkins approach at kicker this off season slimmed down at the position (laughs) i was not thrilled that we spent a fifth round pick to get him but i will gladly be wrong on that one well i know of a team that spent a second rounder on a a really good kicker (laughs) (laughs) oh man he must be really good Well, that is but, wild. Just to look back on that. Yeah, uh, you know, the, you can you can draft a bust at any position, but you know when you draft a draft a bad kicker that high, uh, it tends to stink. <laughs> but I think 
Bucks fans are pretty much over it now. Um, now that they uh, just won the Super Bowl, so uh, they, why, why don't we get started by talking about that game because it was the opener. I did want to you know get your thoughts on the Sunday games, but let's start by talking about the the, the season opener, Bucks and Cowboys. Um, Pep, what were your main takeaways uh, from that game? Well, there's a lot to digest from that game. Uh, they certainly dis- didn't disappoint uh, opening the season for all of us. The receivers were on Dallas were exactly what everybody was hyping them up to be. We had Amari Cooper with the two-touchdown day. I, basically, everybody was getting touchdowns. Uh, C.D. Lamb looked good. Gallup looked good. Unfortunately, he's going to be out for a couple weeks for them. Uh, the surpriser there was Zeke only getting, what, a handful of carries that game. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Gronk goes for over 200 yards, a cup of TDs and, uh, Rojo not seeing much action, but apparently going to get the start this week. Not a whole lot of running going on in that game. It was more of just a aired out type of performance by both teams. Um, but, uh, both quarterbacks looking good. Uh, screw what do you think of, uh, Dak and the goat Tom Brady? I, I feel like a lot of like at least people we live in like the DC area, so I feel like everyone just hates Dak no matter what, like no matter how well he plays. But I always thought he was like pretty good. Like last year before the injury, nope, he, he sucks. Ball- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like he like balled out some games, and like especially like from behind, he's like just a beast. But he put up a good fight, and it's just there's no shame to like losing to Tom Brady. I feel like that. Like given like, if Tom Brady has the ball with two minutes left, you might as well just like leave the field at that point, kind of thing. So, or fifty seconds, or fifty yeah. seconds, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Bucks are the Bucks, and I'm sure the Cowboys will improve, and so will the Bucks. So, I thought it was it was a great opening day game. I don't think you can really ask for much more than that. Yeah, for sure, super entertaining. I think the main. The question I have coming out of that game is can the Cowboys defense keep this up? Because I mean they weren't stopping the Bucks at all really, but they did get four turnovers. So basically that's what the Cowboys need him to do is like we don't have to be a great defense. We just need to get some key turnovers to make some make a couple plays every game and then you know they can win games. But it, it could be that those turnovers were just flutes and they're not going to do that all season. So I think that's the question going forward for the Cowboys. Uh, I think we know the Bucks are going to be a good team, uh, but great, great way to start the season. I agree. You know, always good to see uh, Tom Brady make one of his classic comebacks at age 44. Um, How old? I think he's 44 <laughs> years old. Uh, I heard that. Somewhere. Oh, okay. I would like to add, he, uh, you know, we Brady, Usually looks good in his games, but Thursday night, man, he was really throwing some crisp passes, and there was just it was a no doubter in the last minute there that you knew what was going to happen there. Uh, but hats off to the Cowboys; they did they did play very well. Yeah, and maybe a, a slight push off by Chris Godwin, but you know, <laughs> give the receiver the benefit of the doubt. Just a little bit of one. It was interesting Actually, to see Antonio Brown's emergence as well. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no. He looked like the old Antonio Brown, no, which didn't. means... No, <laughs> shut up, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> that wide receiving core is just ridiculous yeah, now. If he's... Mike Evans didn't even do anything, but still... Yeah, just... and they still threw all over the Cowboys yeah. defense. 
I thought he froze his foot. What happened to that? I want that AB back. <laughs> it, is, it is kind of funny just like watching all the old people on the Bucks just thrive. Antonio Brown, Gronk, <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> Leonard Finette's pretty old now too, isn't he? Not really, but... How old is Sue at this point? <laughs> That's why he's not doing that well, so... That's <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sue's pretty old. He uh, yeah, Gronk, AB, and Sue were all in the 2010 draft class. So, uh, you know, just uh, 10 years after Tom Brady, they got drafted. Wow. My goodness. Jeez. All right. Well, I think uh, we all enjoyed the Thursday night game, but um, we it really isn't football isn't really back until you get the full slate of Sunday. You hear Scott Hansen's voice saying there's going to be seven hours of commercial free football. Um, so on Sunday, what we're, I, I want to hear what games you were most surprised by, because I feel like we were surprised by a bunch of the outcomes here, as shown by our pick'em record. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so Pep, what, give, me, give me one game you were, uh, you were surprised by. I'm going to go over to the 49ers and Lions. This is one I think we all expected to be a very lopsided affair, and it was for quite some time, but the 49ers let the Lions creep back in there. Uh, One thing that took us all by surprise was the lack of sightings of Brandon Ayuk. He was invisible that game. I guess Trent Sherfield just outperformed him, and Ayuk is just old news. Not really, though, but it was weird to see him. Uh, out of the picture and Trey Sermon inactive that proved to be a, a a poor decision as Raheem Mostert is now out for the season with the kneecap injury but yeah the 49ers just let the Lions back in and as Alex pointed out to me that day they literally did take a kneecap getting back up um, <laughs> yeah, I guess Jared Jared it was just surprising to see Jared Goff go for over 300 yards when you saw the pixie through that game. He, I mean, he's still the same Jared Goff. When he gets hit, he automatically throws into triple coverage or the fantastic fourth and nine that ended the game where he got hit and just threw the ball into the ground. I, I guess what I'm getting at is the score just kind of took me by surprise here. 41-33 was the end. And we got some Trey Lance action too. Yeah, I was getting pretty nervous because I bet the, the 49ers to hit the over – uh, when I bet the, the the line was still was still just seven point five uh, when I bet, so fortunately I did hit. I actually made a second bet where it dropped to eight, so I did just you know get a push there. Um, but you know it's all right, I'll I'll survive. Um, but uh, I I was I was definitely surprised by you know the Lions being able to get back in the game, even though it's was it seemed like garbage time but they were legit in the game and had a chance to tie it that i they get an onside kick and then i was i, I remember i was just like checking red zone because i was nervous about my bet uh, i didn't watch this game in depth but i was just like right, let, let me just check on on the app where they are right now and then i look and they've already scored a touchdown i'm like they're, how, okay they're already within the, they have a chance to cut cut it to one score here they get the ball back again after Debo fumbles, and I, I really thought the Lions were going to do it. It like the 49ers defense was just gassed, and the Lions, Lions managed to do it with their, with their receivers that you know people have never heard of. I mean, Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas making plays, yeah. and 
Um, Quintus Cephas looked like unironically pretty decent. Yeah, I mean he's he's still a young player. Definitely has opportunity to to get better and become like a legit starting receiver. Um, I, I loved the tandem of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Uh, you know, I'm a big Jamal Williams fan. Uh, DeAndre Swift looked great as well. So uh, I don't know. What, look, look out for the Lions. I think they could be, uh, you know, competitive in some games, which we uh, didn't expect at the. Now also the I mean you got to factor in I don't know if it's a plus or a minus at this point <laughs> but that secondary is looking pretty rough now without Jeff Okuda for the entire year. Yeah, what a, what a loss that is. I mean, just <laughs> shutting down people over there and now they don't have that that present. <laughs> I feel like how Matthew Stafford looked so good last night it makes that whole Stafford for golf trade looks so bad for the Lions. I mean, I have Stafford. not heard from Jack in days. So <laughs> <he> must be <laughs> not thrilled. Oh yeah. man, that game really did just feel like when you're getting destroyed and you just joke like, "Okay, well, we just need to score, get an onside kick, score again, get the two point conversion, get another onside kick, score again, get the next onside." Or, like next two point conversion. And then like all that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely was a crazy sequence. Like they, I mean, how much did they were down like 24 points in like the last, like three minutes. Like it was crazy. And they almost, almost came back. Couldn't, couldn't quite get it done. All right. Well, I think we spent enough time on that game. That was a blowout for like 57 minutes. So, um, <laughs> Reeb, uh, what is a game you were surprised by on Sunday? I feel like the easy pick is the Bengals game, but I'm not going to do that. Um, I don't know what is shocking me more. I'm just going to roll with the Jaguars Texans. They're they're both bad. Ooh, that was... You know, they're both bad, but at the same time, it was kind of cool to see like a vintage Tyrod performance, and just for him to go out there and prove like, hey, I'm still. Still okay. <laughs> still win some games. I can still beat a first-time head coach. <laughs> yeah. But I just meant like we were shitting on the Texans for all these signings, and then like Danny Amendola goes out and has a pretty good game. Like yeah. the Texans <laughs> didn't look that bad. They picked off Trevor Lawrence three times. Mark Ingram wasn't bad either. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson all scored a touchdown. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I won't say I was that surprised by it because I did somewhat predict this in the pick'em. I was just saying how, like, you know, I thought the the Texans were being a little bit disrespected as just like this completely terrible team. Like they they're not a they're not an awful team. They have like okay players at all the spots. You know how we like made fun of them for picking up all the free agents, but I mean they're. They are capable players. They're just not great <laughs> players. So, like, they're, they don't have, like, a lot of holes. They just have a bunch of, like, you know, okay, solid players. Uh, and, you know, that's good enough to beat a team like the Jaguars. And I think the fact that everybody was just shitting on them, uh, just, you know, throughout the whole offseason made them come out on fire, and especially the coaching staff, too. I think they were all just kind of kind of pissed off and came out came out swinging 
uh, and we're able to take care of a pretty bad Jaguars team. So, <laughs> oh, I was I was just gonna say that unironically, the game actually had my head spinning because every time I was tuning back into red zone, it was Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, like the four headed monster at Texans running back, putting the NFL on notice. It's like, just pick someone and stick with it. Or if it's working for you, just whatever Texans. I feel like Tyra's such a criminally underrated NFL quarterback. Like I feel like he's had so many like times where he just like shows up so big on like, random teams like even the bills brought him to the first playoff berth in like years then gets sent off the gets sent off the bills goes to the browns how many quarterbacks go to the browns and then still have like a career start like the chargers right and then he had some good games. then he got his like lung punctured by the doctor and he gets sent to like texas and it's like this poor guy is just having like the craziest career and then he comes out and has an awesome game like that man it's just it's awesome to see i love watching tyrod it is cool to see him get a, a starting shot. Not really the best scenario for him to be in the starting position, but it's cool to see him, you know, get another opportunity. Because, yeah, it is unfortunate the way that his previous two stops have gone. Great for the teams, you know, launched Baker Mayfield, launched Justin Herbert. But, yeah, feel bad for the guy. Yeah, uh, you know, I I think this is a nice way to close out his career. I don't think he's going to get a whole, I don't think a whole lot of additional opportunities after this. Um, but I don't know. He's hung out around as a backup for a little while, so maybe maybe he'll continue. But I feel like his, you know, him being able to use his legs is a huge part of his game. So I don't know how yeah. how long he'll he'll last. Um, but still, definitely a good performance by him and by the whole Texans team. Uh, Screw, do you have a game that's uh, particularly surprising to you? Yeah. Um, I was like almost over any other AFC team besides like the Chiefs. I thought the Tennessee Titans were going to be like the real deal this year. I feel like adding Julio to that team add like another depth of like, if you want to play Derek, if you want to play defense first, like Derek Henry, you got to like bring you gotta bring like the safeties in and play tight in the middle and then you have julio and you have it or uh brown aj brown Brown (laughs) like like, it's like a good like spacing opportunity for that offense i mean like you already had uh aj brown and Derek Henry adding julio to it it's like a whole nother level to it and then the cardinals just walked in and smacked him right in the face at 38 to 13 i mean chandler jones had five sacks which is absolutely ridiculous i think like the on, on pace the lo- for 85 sacks <laughs> yeah pretty impressive it's all right i guess and like the left tackle like apologized like publicly after he's like i guess i have to get better like geez yeah he, he said like, he thanked chandler jones for uh for humbling him and making him want to work better <laughs> to get better yeah taylor luan one of the biggest Shit talkers at left tackle in the league. Yeah. Got, he, he goes on Twitter and apologizes. Like Even like players that don't really talk much on Twitter were like, okay, this is kind of like, you, you're soft, man. You know? <laughs> I mean, what else do you do after you give up five sacks? I mean... <laughs> I mean, they didn't even have like rush. They didn't even have good rushing yards. I think they had like eighty six, which is pretty low. I mean, that's not awful, but I mean, I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry did like, not have a did not Derek have a Henry, good game. That is that is not 
and that's a, I feel like that's a matchup where I ex- expect, especially like expected the Titans to run him over because it's kind of like Kyler Murray's like a good passer and a runner, but if you can just keep the ball out of his hands, just pound the ball, it's so hard to like stay in a game like that and stay in a rhythm. And I felt like that was just a perfect opportunity that the Titans to show what kind of a team they were. And the Cardinals just said, yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was surprised by this as well. Uh, I did originally. I was I originally put a bet on the Cardinals, which uh, funnily enough, because um, I did think at first I was thinking this was more of a coin toss game. Then as we got closer in, like the, the Malcolm Butler retirement, I was like, all right, this Cardinals team might actually be pretty bad. Um, but turns out not so bad when Kyler's playing like an MVP. Uh, I mean, their their whole offense was working. I I loved what I saw out of Kyler. Rondell Moore was making plays. Christian Kirk was making plays. Uh, AJ Green was out there looking competent. So <laughs> that's about all you can expect. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, Chandler Jones obviously, you know, he was coming off a big injury, uh, and you know, we didn't know if he was going to be the same player. Turns out, same player. Maybe better. <laughs> JJ Watt was pretty good too, and uh, I mean, if if those guys are you know as good as they you know used used to be, then uh, you know that's going to be a pretty good defense. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe pretty good stretching it because we still got to figure out you know the whole corners. I legitimately forgot JJ Watt was on the Cardinals. Yep. <laughs> is he is Chandler he like, Jones made he, made everybody forget? Yeah. <laughs> Is, is he like TJ Watt's brother or something? <laughs> no, he might be. <laughs> he might have a good career. <laughs> he might have a good the second career. highest paid Watt person. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it wasn't good for the Titans in any maybe aspect TJ, of the game. And yeah. <laughs> you're just wondering, yeah, hey, how's how's Julio going to play? And he gets a personal foul on third and one. That was the most noteworthy thing he <laughs> yeah. did. And Mike Rabel called him dumb for that. So it's a good coach Julio yeah. relationship. Honestly, Julio looked kind of like AJ Green did last year. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, they came out in the same draft class. So I mean, it's not crazy to think Julio could completely fall off. I mean, but it's one week. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not super worried yet. But there, it is. I wouldn't just completely rule it out that, you know, Julio is just going to be the same guy. It it did feel like his whole exit from Atlanta was pretty messy. And it feels like a lot of the Atlanta fan base, like kind of turned on him and it just, I don't know, all the rumors on the off season just seemed like he wasn't really taking it seriously. So it's interesting to see if he'll be able to get back to form. They also had that whole thing where like Shannon Sharp called him like live on TV and like didn't tell him that he was yeah. on TV and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave." It's like, I mean, how seriously yeah. are you gonna take your contract negotiations after you aired it out yeah. on TV that you're leaving? Yeah, that was not cool by Shannon Sharp. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole weird situation. I I don't I like there were I, I don't know if that was like actually live or like they were just trying to make it seem like that or. Uh, but maybe yeah. it was uh, that was weird <laughs> yeah for sure not great all right well what about you alex did you have a game uh yeah well i'm surprised none of you picked this game but i'm gonna go with the saints and the packers um i you know i when Jameis threw five touchdowns i i'm not really that surprised but i usually expect one or two of them to be the other team uh <laughs> 
but you know, it's, it's that LASIK. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't even top 150 yards through the air, but you know, pretty efficient on the the amount of touchdowns he's thrown. So. Uh, Didn't he have only like 15 pass attempts or something like that? And five of them were touchdowns. I think he was like 14 of 20 or something for five touchdowns or something like that. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, that's that's pretty good. I I mean, I think I'd take that as a Saints fan. And then obviously on the other side, Aaron Rodgers had a passer rating of like 32. So, uh, Oh, 32. Also, uh, the passer rating where you intentionally throw the ball into the ground repeatedly the entire game is 36. I I believe it's 39.7, actually. Oh, Oh my gosh. Uh, 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 Okay, okay. You know, they say like 72% of statistics are made up on the spot. Uh, But yeah, no, that uh, that is pretty crazy that... Uh, I mean, I I do not think you know. I, also, I was very impressed. Marshawn Lattimore, you know, playing Devontae Adams, he really you know stopped a, a few key completions that uh, where Aaron Rodgers looked to Devontae Adams, and I, you know, Lattimore was able to break it up. Uh, he he played really well, so well that the Saints just decided, you know, you played so well, we're just going to give you a huge contract after that. So. Uh, that was kind of interesting. I don't know if the game actually had anything to do with his contract, but <laughs> yeah, bizarre game all around. Jameis has a fantastic day of 148 yards and five touchdown passes. Um, we, we just had a bunch of fun things going on here that don't usually happen. What a game. The great post game interview where he tried to quote <laughs> yeah. his trainer and couldn't remember it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then somebody, somebody also brought up that when Jameis was talking about the running back tandem they had or something, he he used the word condom instead of tandem. Uh, <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> running back, running back really? condom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jameis is great. <laughs> but he's, he's eating those W's right now, so, I mean, we're, we're, all, we're all happy for him. Uh, but any any concern about the Packers going forward, or do you think they uh, just rebound against the Lions next week? Um, I think they'll rebound against the Lions, but I don't think they're really going to compete much like after that. I imagine it's going to be like – I think they'll beat like the bad teams, but they looked so bad against that Saints team. I mean, that Saints team didn't really lose anyone on offense or on defense, but – They lost still. some people. I mean, they – Definitely. I mean, they, they rebuilt their corners. They uh, tr- The trade for Bradley Roby was huge, so now their corner backs are actually solid. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I still think the defense is good, um, but I was definitely surprised uh, to see them, you know, just trounce the Packers like that. I, I am a little concerned about the Packers moving forward. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, they did – they had, like, a similar game against the Bucks last year. They lost, like, a 38-3, to I think, as well. Um, there was something like that. So, uh, you know, I, that was in the middle of the season where we already had some, you know, good games from them. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't be happy if I was a Packers fan. So, all right. Any other games uh, you guys wanted to hit? Uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll hit the, you know, Sunday and Monday night games. Uh, but any other games you guys wanted to talk about before we go to those? Uh, yeah, I'll bring up the... All right, I'll talk about the Steelers for a bit. Yeah, we, we might as, <laughs> we might as well I, talk if, about our favorite team. If, if, if we have to. <laughs> a, 
few things. I feel like the Steelers aren't that good. What offense? Their their offense was so good though. It was fantastic. <laughs> it's a warming up game. I feel like week one's a little weird. You know, it's like that sometimes. But when they get in a rhythm, they are very good. I feel like when like towards in that fourth quarter, they're getting balls to chase. They're kind of throwing like throw up balls to chase and you either have to like pass interfere him or hopefully just just snatch it from you but the rest of the game we had like almost no offense but our pass rush is just absolutely ridiculous i feel like that was a lot of fun to watch tj and mark ingram had an awesome game and cam hayward had a forced fumble and two sacks on top of it it was it was a lot of fun to watch yeah i I saw that uh pff tweeted that uh, like who were the leading uh, pressure? Uh, the, who had the most pressures for the week? Um, and like three of the top five were uh, T.J. Watt, Melvin Ingram, and Cam Hayward. Cam. So yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Not but it's interesting because our run defense was pretty. Three. Our run defense was like terrible. I think they averaged like six and a half yards a carry, but they just threw it fifty-one times. So eventually, I mean, if you throw the ball fifty-one times, you're gonna get like a ton of pressures on your team, but. Yeah. True. Um, fun game. Yeah. Uh, any any concern about Josh Allen? I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't watch too much of this game, so I don't know. You know, if he played poorly or. Yeah, I think Drew, you're probably the one that watched the most of this game. He there's Cole Beasley could not catch a ball for his life. He kept like throwing <laughs> balls. To, it's like he was trying to catch COVID or something without a shot. Couldn't <laughs> happen to a to a better guy. There we go. There it is. <laughs> I was watching like, the comments on it. <laughs> but uh josh allen played like a decent game uh he didn't have like he didn't play bad particularly they just kind of shied away from the run game for whatever reason and then the steelers had some good special teams plays towards the end and yeah yeah i will just say i'd be too worried as a josh allen fan i wouldn't be too worried yeah i i would agree but i will just throw this out there i mean some of the quarterbacks i think you know josh allen has been compared to most uh, you know, you look at like a guy like Cam Newton, a guy like Carson Wentz, both very similar quarterbacks. They had some accuracy issues coming up and they, you know, they're big physical guys. Um, but then they both had, you know, near MVP seasons. Uh, Cam had an MVP season. Carson Wentz had, you know, almost an MVP season, got hurt towards the end, uh, ended up losing out that MVP, but, um, you know, had those magical seasons and then, kind of had had you know other good seasons but never quite recaptured that magic i will just you know wonder if josh allen fits into that mold i i don't really think so i think he's played really well and i think he's in a great offense for him um brian dable's done just a great job so i i don't see him just completely trailing off but uh i will just throw that out there that that has happened with quarterbacks that you know, are similar to the josh allen so I was going to say, he doesn't have, like, a style that's really, like, built for longevity. But, I mean, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger... I mean, I feel like Ben Roethlisberger kind of like... A, like, early Ben was, like, not nearly as mobile but as True. Josh. But, like, very elusive in the pocket, big, could kind of take a hit. But Josh has, like, a... His game is more focused on actually, like, running the ball. And I feel like as a quarterback, that'll wear on you just as time goes on. Yeah, I, right. I think that... Yeah, I feel the same way, Alex. Like, uh, I... Don't expect the Bills to be thirteen and three this year. Uh, 
just in general, I've, I expect a little bit of regression from that magical last season for them. Um, this game to me kind of felt like you got to tip your hat to the Steelers defense for keeping them in the game. And I think they caught a huge break, uh, not losing Deontay Johnson because that injury, uh, in the first half looked pretty bad initially. So I think the Steelers are fortunate to get him back. He's going to have a solid year. Um, but I think Josh Allen will regress just a little bit. The Bills won't be uh, the 13-3 and team, but uh, this is something it looks like they'll bounce back from. It's not as bad as in we're on to Cincinnati game like the Packers just had. Um, so we'll see you next week. Yeah, I think they're too good to, you know, I, I, I would be shocked if the Bills didn't make the playoffs, but – uh, the AFC is loaded, so I, I guess I wouldn't be that shocked, but uh, I, I would be surprised. Um, uh, Reeb, I know we uh, briefly talked about the, the Bengals game, but did you uh, want to add anything else about your – I mean, this doesn't happen too often with the Bengals. <laughs> yeah, only won, what is it, six games the past two years. It's rare. Um, I mean, it weirdly felt like – the other week one games in the Zach Taylor era. I mean, I feel like even though we've lost both, um, the Bengals have kind of showed up in week one where, you know, they narrowly lost to the Seahawks that one year. And I can't remember the other team they lost to, but they've both been like competitive games. And, you know, that's what this one felt like too. The defense showed up, I think getting DJ reader back, adding Larry Ogunjobi and even Trey Hendrickson. I know that signing was kind of, you know, on because everyone said he had coverage sacks. I mean, he's still, I think he got, I want to say he got two sacks this game, but I can't remember exactly. And then the addition of BJ Hill, you know, getting rid of Billy Price, who wasn't even going to play to get a pretty decent defensive tackle who got two sacks. I mean, he's already done more than Billy Price has ever done for this team. And then obviously like seeing that bomb to Jamar Chase was just like <laughs> just the best. It yeah. was such a good feeling. Oh my God. Take that haters. It was, just, it was just like everything I ever wanted from that draft pick. <laughs> and it was so cool. I don't know if y'all saw, I don't know why you would see it, but LSU tweeted out. Um, there's a, almost an exact play like that in the national championship against Clemson. And so they just kind of like stitched together the footage and it was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It was even against Brashad Breeland, who was a Clemson player. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wait, really? They, were they I in, mean, were they it, like for, in the... Uh, no, I'm saying like Brashad Breeland played for Clemson, but he beat... I forget who it was. It was like Trayvon Mullen or somebody or AJ Terrell. Oh, it, he didn't saying. beat Brashad Breeland. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, there's no way Brashad Breeland was... <laughs> was playing no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I was definitely glad to see it since I drafted Jamar Chase in Dynasty. I <laughs> uh, kind of wish I had started him over Brandon Ayuk, but uh, <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could have ever predicted that Jamar Chase would have, you know, over 100 yards and a touchdown. And that Brandon Ayuk Consider- wouldn't play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Ayuk would get benched because Kyle Shanahan like, treats his skill positions <laughs> like, like they're f***ing worthless. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can't beat myself up too much, but I, I would have won if I had done that. <laughs> so uh, it does, does hurt a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. I, uh, I'm kind of curious if uh, 
I want to go like one by one with you guys. I want, I'm curious who you guys think would you, if you guys were starting a franchise and you started with a quarterback, would you rather have Joe Burrow? Would you rather draft Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? I'm always going to go Joe Burrow. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I feel like I have to go Joe Burrow right now. I mean, we haven't seen enough out of Trevor. I mean, Trevor Lawrence didn't play terrible uh, this week, but no, uh, we, I think we just haven't seen enough out of Trevor Lawrence yet. And I, I've seen enough to, from out of Joe Burrow to know that he's, he's at least a pretty good quarterback. So, um, uh, I think he'll be a, a really good one, so I, I'd go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, Pat, I, I would go Joe Burrow <laughs> as long as we at least have some formation of an offensive line <laughs> or plan to address that position. <laughs> yeah, for either you quarterback, mean, for God's sake, <laughs> like you mean Jacksonville's line. <laughs> I think the best you can ask for is sign Riley Reef and do nothing about the guard position. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, you know, do a Bears approach and just release a veteran and say, oh, this fourth round pick's got it, or whatever he is. Charles Leno. <laughs> just release him and say, next guy up. And then the next I'm guy gets curious. hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm also kind of curious for you guys. There's like I feel like Alabama is not really known as a, like a quarterback school. You don't have like a bunch of of these Alabama quarterbacks coming into the league until recently. But if you had like the opportunity to get like one of like Jalen Tua or uh, Mac Jones, Jones or uh, Mac Jones, who who'd you go? Who'd you pick? I think I gotta go Mac Jones. I think I go Mac <laughs> Jones as well. <laughs> it's crazy after how much everybody. You know, just completely shit on him this offseason. But, like, he's looked the best so far. He, I think he played better than Tua in their game, even though he, he ended up losing. Um, Jalen had a good game. Jalen did have a good game. Um, but, I don't know, it seems like the Eagles don't believe in him. So, and he's also playing the Falcons <laughs> defense. So, uh, <laughs> I, I do have to bring this up because I'm a loser and I read into people's press conferences. But... You know, I watched a bit of Mac Jones's press conference after the game, and uh, and after seeing his demeanor with the media, I was like, "This draft pick makes so much sense for the Patriots. He's just—he's <laughs> such a vanilla guy. <laughs> like, has short answers, <laughs> short one-word answers, and just kind of awkward at the podium. Like, this all makes sense." <laughs> I guess the la- the last thing about the Bengals was just post game. I don't understand this at all. This dude from PFF tweeted out. I need to find it specifically, but he was pretty much like on Burrow for the game, and I was like, okay, what is it? Tweet is: Does it bode well for the Bengals that Burrow played his worst game in two years and they still won, or is Burrow just bad now? And I'm like, what? <laughs> he played fine. <laughs> Play. He went twenty for twenty-seven. <laughs> Played like his first game after coming back from. A- yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with like that head, guy? This is a head analyst at PFF. Also, did he watch Burrow play the Ravens or the Steelers last year? He could sucked in those games. <laughs> those were his worst games. That guy's probably in front of his Windows ninety eight no, Excel I'm sheet. Like, oh no, 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 the numbers, the numbers. <laughs> Joe Burrow's not that good. My calculator says so from this game because he was dropping back seven yards on a ten step drop back, 
and his rate of making that throw was 60%. Sorry, I just went into an anti-PFF rant. How... <laughs> I just am shocked. There's no way that was a bad game. Like, sure, he wasn't a world beater. Like, he didn't look like Patrick Mahomes out there, but he was fine. And PFF just always seems to get hung up on, like, his arm strength. It's like it's serviceable. It's nothing spectacular, but it's not a worry. I'm so on board for the media <laughs> on Joe Burrow. Not because I don't like <laughs> Joe Burrow. I think I've said this several times. I think Joe Burrow is probably my favorite quarterback in the <laughs> league for some reason. I just, like, love him. And I just want you. I want them to drive him out of the Bengals so that when Ben <laughs> retires, we can pick him up, and I'll just be the happiest dude in the world. If he goes life. to the Steelers... Oh, I cannot imagine so the hate from Bengals fans. <laughs> There's no... And by Bengals fan, he means Reef. By me, yeah. There's no, like, goddamn way he goes to the Steelers. If he does, I might stop watching football. One week into his if second like he goes season, and we're Steelers, having this talk. Yeah. That's what pisses me off. Like, so many I'm just driving the narrative. I was about to say, so many media people are just like, oh, man, should Burrow try to, like, hold out and not, like, tell Cincinnati he's not going to play? Like, what the f*** is wrong with you? No, he's not going to do that. You never heard that with Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Never heard that this year with the Jags, who have Urban Meyer, who's about five weeks from complaining about migraines and quitting. Like, you never hear that. The USC uh, job opens up. Oh man, my heart's hurting. I think I need to retire for two years and then go to that. Uh, nothing better than making Reeb mad on pure hypotheticals. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I did. I did want to kind of talk about the the football team game um, briefly. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, Pep, I know uh, you obviously were were watching this game intently as well. Um, what, what did you think of both the football team and, uh, and the Chargers? Uh, you know, I got to say this. We're just not a CBS team. The CBS broadcast was completely part of this. <laughs> Don't argue with me on this, listeners. It was a thing. It was a bummer to uh, see Ryan Fitzpatrick go down. But, you know, I'm not cheering for the injury. But wasn't it kind of nice, Alex, to be like, okay, we're not completely effed at quarterback. We actually have an option. We have Taylor Heineke. The season is not totally yeah. over. You know, that's right. a nice feeling. And that's why you invest in the backup quarterback position. And not saying Heineke was like signed to be a backup, but you know, well, but, yeah, well, he kind of <laughs> was, but it was good that we invested in that position. And it, it's nice moving forward knowing that. As for the game, uh, the defense was a little too hyped going into this one, so they probably needed to cool off a bit. Justin Herbert had his way. Keenan Allen had his way. Mike Williams looked good for the Chargers, and uh, Eckler looked great. The, the offense was just moving. Uh, it wasn't a complete blowout of the defense, but we bent. Um, certainly weren't broken. It just... Uh, just was a little hyped up. I liked our rushing attack, though. Antonio Gibson averaging, I think, four and a half yards a carry. I would definitely take that any day. Yeah, he he played. Antonio Gibson played really well, but I would like to see us, you know, open the passing attack a little bit more. Um, Terry had a great game, but didn't just didn't have many targets. Uh, I think that was just kind of the issue there. 
Um, so I think, uh, but Gibson looked great. I do think the running game's uh, good. I, I'm fine with moving forward with Heineke. I think, uh, you know, the football team will be fine there. Um, but I think the, uh, you know, the, the thing going forward is that our defense, we are a defensive team. Um, I think our defense played pretty well in this game. I think on the opening possession, it was just, I don't know what we were doing there. Uh, but other than that, played pretty well. The issue was just Justin Herbert was amazing. I he, he was so good in this game. And yeah, I like it's his stat. You didn't put up big stats, but if you watched him in this whole game, he was just delivering dime after dime. And early on, there were some drops. And uh, it was just hard. It was just something where you, you couldn't stop it as a defense. So uh, I I was super impressed with him. He's uh, he's he's going to be great this year. Um, you know, I don't know if the Chargers will be. Uh, I think I think they'll be a good team, but well, I I don't know if I trust them going forward. But you know, obviously, football team one hundred nothing, so that's the only. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Did we'd always love a win. FedEx on like an Indian burial ground. Yes. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of bad things happening at that game. Okay, like the sewage burst above a fan. Uh, you know <laughs> that made national headlines, so we were a laughing stock already. Uh, but <laughs> I, I guess going back to the game, I always would love to see a victory. But I'm not devastated. There are things to build off of. We weren't blown out. I liked the pick by William Jackson. I liked seeing uh, Deami Brown get some targets. I would love for him to catch them in the future. But you know, there there are things to look forward to here. You're asking for too much. Here, <laughs> <laughs> how did uh i thought i saw that rashawn slater did pretty well against chase young he uh, did yeah, the chargers offensive line played really well it was uh it, you know we didn't get uh, that much pressure our defensive line uh was pretty much held in check uh you know it, it made some plays but uh overall uh very impressed by the chargers offensive line they protected herbert pretty well except for that fumble play yeah, well, I mean, can't can't hold our, our defensive line down for that long, Reed. That's true. Yeah. All right, why don't we move on to the uh, primetime games? Um, I know we were all excited for Bears-Rams Sunday night football. That's uh, the game we all wanted to see. Not Chiefs-Brown, so we won't even need to talk about that. <laughs> They're both good. It's boring. Let's move on to Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for Andrew feel, Dalton. Real quick, I feel like that was such a Chiefs... <laughs> <laughs> that was such a Chiefs thing. Oh, yeah, real quick on that Chiefs-Browns game. That was such a Chiefs game. Like, just get down, like, two scores on some good team, and then, like, third, late third quarter comes around and gets some clutch plays. Pat just starts, oh, Tyreek's down there somewhere. Let me just chuck it up. And then <laughs> touchdown, such a, bubble, such touchdown. Such a dumb Hail Mary play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's such a Chiefs game. It really it's, was. It's <laughs> and it's just like, oh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are just unstoppable when Patrick Mahomes can make any throw. Uh and uh, yeah, and you basically just have to be perfect. And, you know, the Browns just had to keep scoring, and they couldn't. So I mean, uh, you know, Baker throwing the ball away at the the end. He said he was trying to throw it out of bounds. I I do kind of think you know that's probably what he was trying to do. 
he just got hit uh, from behind, so he, it fell short and ended up getting picked. Um, so, you know, tough ending there for the Browns. But overall, uh, pretty good effort by them. Uh, well, I, I think they're for sure going to be a good team. So, Tyreek took the Nathan Robbie strategy and just runs faster than the opposing team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out for John Ross, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> Tyreek knows how to catch the ball though, so yeah. and not pull his hamstring every five plays. Yep. <laughs> all right, back to the Rams. <laughs> yeah, the game we all care about. Well, uh, it was interesting to see how the Matthew Stafford Rams offense was going to work. Um, I I wasn't like super wowed by it. Uh, you know, they ended up putting up a good number, but it's mostly just because the Bears offense couldn't do anything. Um, uh, they they did get a few deep shots, which was nice to see. I think I think Stafford played pretty well. Um, and I, I the Bears defense is tough. So I, I, I'm still very optimistic about it going forward. And they did put up 34 points. So I don't know why I'm complaining, but I just I, I don't think it was like this crazy performance. Like I heard people saying, you know, it's couldn't gotten any better for the Rams on the their first game with the Stafford experiment. And I was like, well, I could have gone a little bit better, but it, it was a, it was a good start. Yeah. Poor Andy Dalton, man. Yeah. It just, the whole world just did not want to see him playing football and probably don't ever want to see him playing football again. I mean, <laughs> that was such a tease with Justin Fields in there, man. <laughs> like everyone was like, yes, Justin Fields. And then Andrew Dalton back on the field, trotting out there. Uh, but, but hey, David Montgomery looked good. David Montgomery looks great, and uh, you know Cole Komet got some catches there. Cole Komet, my tight end one on Dynasty. They laughed at me in the off season, but we're taking over in Cole Komet's second season here. Uh, yeah, the for the Bears, the Rams. Wait, I will say, Matt Nagy guys, uh, you know. I'm giving him three more weeks here. Give him three more weeks. <laughs> He's that coach. <laughs> oh boy. All I can say is I hope Andy Dalton makes it one more week so the Bengals don't have to face Justin Fields. I, so wait, I, did they start Andy Dalton over Justin Fields and then they switched him in? They're, they they're, had like a small amount of plays for Justin Fields. Yeah, they're just using them on some the plays like similar to what you know the 49ers are doing with Trey Lance. Um oh, yeah. just uh, using him using him here and there on some QB option plays and stuff. So it was just funny. Like that first drive, he comes in for a play, has a nice little like check down and gets closer to the goal line, and then they bring Andy Dalton back in, who just immediately throws a tip ball interception. <laughs> it's like, all right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, Fields was, like, fine for the plays he came in for. I mean, he scored a touchdown on a nice little, like, read option, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see if he's, you know, I, I don't really know that, that says much about his, you know, future as a quarterback, but. Obviously, I, I don't know. I, Bear, I don't really blame Bears fans for wanting him in as soon as possible. That, yeah. I mean, you know I mean, you're not getting anything with Andy Dalton, so like, it can't get really, it can't get worse. Right. You might as well just see what you have with Justin Fields and get him acclimated and 
you know, get a full yeah. season, see what he what he can do. I just don't understand the like hesitancy with the coaches because I've heard people say like, well, if they bring Justin Fields in and he doesn't look good, then they're all going to get fired because he's not the answer. It's like, well, if you don't play him, <laughs> yeah, they're you know, get... you still don't know if he's the answer, and, and you're, gonna get fired. you're still probably going to get fired because <laughs> you lost all those games with Andy Dalton. Yeah, exactly. I, I I would agree that with that. I think the only way they do save their jobs is if if. Fields comes in and is just amazing. And they might think that he's the worst quarterback um, right now, which uh, I don't have trouble believing. I mean, Andy Dalton isn't like a terrible quarterback still. And, you know, Fields is kind of a raw rookie. So he might not be as good as Andy Dalton right now. Um, but I I would agree that I think only Matt Nate, Nagy's saving his job is just putting him in there and hoping for the best. Classic primetime football, Andy, for a little bit there, but he but he padded his stats in the end. Uh, do you guys think that moving because uh, Chicago's offense did uh, eventually start at least making a little bit of progress against the Rams defense? Do you think moving forward, uh, you know, the Rams are are going to continue to be this team we hyped them up to be, or most people did? I think they will. Uh, I, I'm. I like this Rams team. I I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, so I I don't have a problem with that right now. Yeah, I don't see why they can't. I mean, Matthew Stafford seemed to plug perfectly in. I do like like you were saying, Alex. I feel like the expectation was like fifty points right off the bat, or else like it's not good. But it was just a nice efficient game 34 points it was never really in doubt i know the announcers wanted to like pretend that the bears were getting back into it but it never really felt competitive no matter how close the score was there in like the second quarter but if you have studs on the defensive line like aaron donald and then jalen ramsey and then you also have a quarterback that you're not constantly trying to like babysit it just opens up that team so much more because i mean you see golf now without sean mcveigh yeah it didn't look great that is true all right so uh my my overreaction is actually about the uh the monday night game so why don't we just go into our overreactions here i'll, I'll cut read break and go first uh, you, you can't you can't just throw this on me I thought uh, I had like 10 more minutes. Well, I'm going to start with the overreaction <laughs> just to get a little uh, Monday Night Football recap here. So uh, you, you get, a, get a little bit of a, a relief here. So I'm going to start with the, the overreactions. Uh, I was watching Monday Night Football uh, yesterday, had, had the regular broadcast on the big screen, but had that muted so I could watch the Manning and Manning broadcast of the game if you can call it that oh my god uh, so so great i i hated it so i, did I hated it. all right so it started off just terrible uh they were just trying to make jokes that were not landing and i could barely <laughs> understand them because they're both talking over each other and i i'm not sure whether if they were like even watching the game so it, it was kind of a disaster to start so i assume most people switch away from it uh after that like like reem but if you did stick with it uh it did get a lot better i will say um they started to settle in they weren't they were more just like it felt like just they were just kind of watching the game given their their input here and there it was kind of weird 
listening to like there was no play by play there weren't like getting getting rid there was nobody to like really get excited when a big play would happen that you know it was just like it was like oh look uh, that happened oh nice i mean <laughs> but uh so so it's a little weird there i i don't think i'd do it again but the the biggest thing i had a problem with is they were trying to be funny all night they they you know, and they had some jokes that were that landed uh later in the night when they weren't just going nonstop. um but they weren't just giving clear-cut professional statements no <laughs> but but at the end they have russell wilson on as a guest and they the, the raiders are in the situation where they get down to the one yard line and they're literally talking about what plays you can run on the one yard line and nobody thinks to make a joke to russell wilson <laughs> <laughs> like come on this is prime opportunity and then the raiders even go and throw the interception on the goal line <laughs> And still no mention of it. Like, come on. This is your, your, I know maybe you're thinking like, oh, it's too easy. But I mean, this is, this, you know, God is gifting you this joke right now. And you, you waste it. You waste <laughs> <You're> it. Just... <laughs> they're, they're just Pepsi drinkers. That's it. Uh. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I won't be watching again just because of that. So. Um, you know, I'll catch the highlights when you know something. I do think it could get better, but like, yeah, it just felt like kind of a show. Like Eli's fire alarm went off. Travis Kelsey like, is Peyton cursing. Like, Eli, what'd you do? <laughs> I just, yeah, the most cringy part though is still they do the whole bit at the start where Peyton dresses up like gruden and like does a play call and eli's pretending to be Derek carr and then the steve levy broadcast does the same thing in the second half with brian greasy and it was just the worst because i'd seen both of them and i was like oh no did you like see this at halftime and see people <laughs> thought it was funny and then tried to do it yourself or ESPN what and probably just came up with a bit for both of them and were like this this will be great just just do it ESPN <laughs> always has great ideas for for bits <laughs> all right let's uh let's see uh if somebody else has an overreaction i know reeb was struggling to come up with them one so let's go to him well are we talking about the monday night game or are we doing overreactions it's a, it's that overreaction. was an overreaction i did my overreaction. i know i know but we didn't talk about the monday night game all right true all right well we'll talk a little bit about the monday <laughs> night game to give reeb a little reprieve um so and i have uh, mine we, but it's not good we didn't we didn't talk about the, the actual game. I, I was uh, I were were you guys disappointed by the Ravens because I think they played pretty well, but you know Lamar had some turnovers. They their offensive line wasn't protecting well. Um, they were a little sloppy in the first half. The running game was was fine. I think Tyson Williams played pretty well. Um, uh, Trent Cannon had had a couple can of I, runs. Can I make I'll, this my overreaction? Because sure. I do have thoughts about I have <laughs> thoughts about Lamar Jackson. Um, Lamar Jackson's I, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, I love Lamar Jackson. I loved him coming out of college, and I, you know, didn't understand all the hate that he got. 
and then he kind of proved everybody wrong. And I feel like the pendulum has kind of swung the other way. Like he had a great MVP season and then everybody started like bowing down to him, but like he still can't really throw the ball. And there were so many instances in that Raiders game where the pocket would collapse a little bit and he would like double clutch and then just have like the worst throwing motion I've ever seen. Like he's jumping backwards and like trying to throw the ball and it doesn't even get close to where it's trying to go. I mean, he still has amazing plays like the touchdown scramble, but there's a lot of ugly throws too. It's almost like he's a running back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that fumble he had where he like, you know, tried to keep it for too long and, I've always thought, like, even back in college, I noticed when he's doing all these crazy plays, he's not holding on to the ball very tightly. Like, there are plays where he's, like, falling down, and he instead of, like, putting his hand down or, like, his elbow down, he, like, puts the ball down and, like, has his hand on top of the ball and is trying to stay up. And I'm like, this dude's going to fumble, like, a thousand times in the NFL. And I'm surprised that it hasn't happened more. Like, if people just went for punch outs, like if they, if he was playing against a Marlon Humphrey, he'd fumble all the time. That's my overreaction. Lamar Jackson is struggling. I think Mika punched the ball out last year when we played. <clears throat> Pretty awesome. <laughs> the Ravens. Good lord. All right. Drew, why don't you go ahead that, with your that, overreaction? That would be an underreaction. <laughs> my, 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 I have much stronger feelings. Um, all right. So I'm going to agree with a pro football focus uh, thing I, article that I read that uh, Joe Burrow is washed. And oh he had God. his worst game <laughs> that he's ever had. And I agree. He's terrible and the worst. And they just need to get him out, or he needs to like sit out and find a better team because it's just not going to work there. That's it. It's my reaction. If you will this uh, into existence, <laughs> Joe Burrow listens to this uh, this podcast. <laughs> Big taking Derek Jameson's advice and putting it out into the open. So okay, the universe will answer it. Big PFJ fan. Uh, <laughs> Beth, do you have your uh, overreaction? Oh, I guess. We're just uh, that's it for the Raiders. And, and Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say that game was that that game was completely inconsistent. But you know it whatever. Was terrible at the beginning, great great at the end. Um, and dude, Zay Jones. Uh, I'm gonna keep Zay it with Jones. I'm gonna keep it with the uh, the relevant team steam overreaction. Uh, at all costs, I'm just gonna try to avoid watching Raiders games for the rest of the season. It's been the same story for about three years now. If you turn on any Raiders game, they're the exact same team with a few different names. They run all the same plays. They play the same way they've always played. They never address the positions they should address. And if they do, they're failed draft picks or free agency acquisitions that never pan out. It's just the same thing every game. If I'm, if I'm going to tune in to Monday Night Football and deal with the broadcast booth that is Brian Greasy, <laughs> Steve Levy, and... You know, whoever else they decide to hire out of the trenches. <laughs> I want to see a good matchup. I, I don't want to see this, oh, let's, you know, we only have Derek Carr throwing to Darren Waller every single play possible, and Henry Ruggs might get, you know, a catch. And, and I don't know. I just, I'm sick of hoping for something different from the Raiders, but it's the same thing every time. Josh Jacobs, good player. Like him a lot. But you know exactly what John Gurdon's going to do. Run him up. I'm just 
Just do something different, man. I shouldn't be getting so pissed off about this. I should not. They're all the way in Las Vegas. I have my Make team to be mad about here. <sighs> and and what was it? Just what is that depth chart? What is it? I don't get it. I'm so confused. Hey, it, it worked out for them, so. Yeah, Zay Jones. <laughs> Zay Jones may as well be their wide receiver Dude, one, man. They just they looked Zay at Jones. their depth chart and they're like, wide receiver, we're good. We don't need to do anything. As a matter of fact, let's just promote Brian Edwards. He had 200 yards last season. He'll really step it up and get 300 this year because <laughs> we're only going to throw it to Darren Waller. <sighs> and check downs to Kenyon Drake. Don't forget about those. <laughs> Pep doesn't even have this much emotion about his own team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! by the way, check out our TikTok. Did a John Gruden video today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. TikTok, profootballjokes.com. Yeah, uh, we're should have we're getting famous. We're getting famous there. Uh, I think our That's TikTok was... has like way more viewers than <laughs> our podcast. So I don't think promoting our TikTok on our podcast really does anything. <laughs> Pep, I didn't tell you, but uh, me and Alex, someone, someone came up to me when we were playing basketball the other day in Reston, and some dude recognized us from TikTok. No way. There's no way. Yeah, he's like, he's like, did you see my? He said, he's like, do you see my comment on your video? He's like, I saw it, and I like commented. I was like, hey, it's me, like. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow, dude. That's weird. We made it. Or you guys made it. <laughs> We're making it. <laughs> Did he do Pep's pick? Did he do Pep's pick? Don't know. He did. Dude, the world may never know. <laughs> I assume. I, I, assume I don't that. even think he's old enough to bet. I think he's like I think he's like 17, so I don't think he bet. Well, watch this end up getting monetized, and then I will actually be the unpaid intern. <laughs> 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 Well, that is your title, Reed, so uh, <laughs> can't change it now. It's too late. All right. Well, uh, good podcast, guys. Great week one. Looking forward to week two. Uh, read the pick uh, Read Pep's picks for your bets next week. Uh, and, you know, check out our TikTok videos that uh, Screw is posting and uh, Pep, too. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Make it uncomfortable. Compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness. Enthusiasm. Yeah.